0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Network.
0: Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic and a professional big mouth.
1: Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door.
0: We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation.
1: So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. All right, Matt, let's get at it. All right, folks, we are back. I am joined by Elora Now and dun, by da, Stephanie Yay! whose name I keep getting right for some reason. Because
2: you're just so good at it. Because Santa is built right
1: in. Santariello. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you lucked out. Camora. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a Toyota.
2: Yeah, it does. The a Toyota
1: Camora. <laughs> It's I'm a step above him. the Camry before the Avalon.
0: Yeah. Listen, all I know is that I am waiting for them to name a car after me. We've gotten the Aurora, the Elantra, the Alero. And <laughs> so when the they, Hyundai
1: Nanos? <laughs> the yo, Hyundai Elora? When they
0: finally name a car after me and they make it the Alora, I'm buying it. I don't care how much it well, is. Well, you know
1: who listens to the show? Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> the Tesla Elora. The Model E. The I'm, new getting Model e. I'm getting Perfect. it. I'm
0: getting it. Yeah. yeah, I totally. Well, I know I'm not supposed to like Elon Musk, but I just love those fucking cars. Yeah. They're so, <laughs> They're so awesome. Cool. <laughs> They're so cool. So, yeah, I'm sorry. So I know
1: this is a uh, COVID fuckery show, but yes. may I just interject a quick healthcare fuckery
0: Oh, interject away. Anecdote. Yes.
1: So I've been on a drug called Dexlent. It's for GERD. Um, it's since
2: named Dexalent?
1: Dex- like, I don't know who names these things, but like it's called Dexalent. Oh, like I think excellent. my daughter was on that. Dexalent was like a next-gen drug after Prilosec, mm-hmm. which came out of Zantac or some early GERD stuff. I have GERD from long-term radiation side effects. I've been vegan and I've been thin. And no matter what I do, I have GERD.
0: I've right. never been vegan or thin. So
1: I went on <laughs> Dexalent. Uh, in 2009. I've been on it since it was FDA approved. It's mm-hmm. changed my life. And it's you fantastic. Feel, do yeah, you feel fa-
0: excellent? Or do you feel just very good? I'm,
1: I'm quite excellent at this point now. <laughs> but you know, even if I skip two days, like I'm, it's terrible. Oh, like my, wow. My, my, my gut. It's just, you know, I was put through the Easy Bake Oven in 1996. and You know, parts don't come out yeah. that terribly unscathed. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, for no reason, uh, three months ago, aren't sure, United Healthcare mm-hmm. decided we are no longer going to cover Dexalanx ever again. They
0: don't think it's so Dexalanx. Nor no. the generics.
2: <gasps> what the
1: hell? So go find something else and hopefully don't have your life suck that terrible. So I went into I mean, my own beast mode. And mm-hmm. I know people who run the pharmacy, pill pack that mm-hmm. I work with and I'm a customer of and I've learned all about something called a formulary exception. Words you may know, oh, lure. Okay. No, I'm going to teach you a new word oh. today. So a formulary exception is when you have either yourself, an attorney, or a represented designated uh, patient advocate professional okay. lobby on your support to convince the payer to let you have, it's kind of a version of um, compassionate use, but you're not dying. Okay, mm-hmm. so
0: it's like you're getting it and you're an exception to the rule because
1: that formula is so important to you that Yes, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'm in this process now. Okay. What's even more interesting, Takeda, again, not a sponsor, this is just me ranting for a second, mm-hmm. makes Dexcellent. Takeda
0: I'm, is the name of the company? Again, who like names these things? Every 17 years every, they come back. They're, they <laughs> should start a,
1: maybe they should make a drug, the Takeda Ellura. Yeah, yeah, the Takeda. <laughs> you have wings. So I know everyone that works at Takeda because I I have this wonderful relationship with these companies. And I'm like, who runs your patient assistance program? Because mm-hmm. I know that those exist. And they had, lo and behold a special on Dexalent wow. where you can get an exception and a coupon and everything. And it turns out that the insurance company didn't accept it. So the people okay. at Takeda are trying to help me. The people at PillPack are trying to help me. And I have a proxy as a duly designated representative to do this formulaic exemption status with mm-hmm. my primary care doctor, his office is incompetent half the time. But it's basically calculus, chess, and Yahtzee. Oh my goodness. To see if by June, I will not be paying $300 a month <gasps> for Dexellent out of pocket. That's,
0: that is not Dexcellent yeah, at all. It right. isn't. That's and succulent. That is,
1: that is non-Dexcellent. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Dexcellent. That's
2: like really denoying.
1: <laughs> so this is just like, this shit happens to me too, right? Oh. Like, I don't I care mean, it's who good you know. I mean, it's good you know how
2: to navigate. Uh, to, I, I, but,
1: but This still, is like, how do other people know to no, do this? they not don't. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen if I can't get the formulary exemption. Yeah. Anyway, end of rant. Thank you. United Healthcare. It's excellent. Yeah. Nail us. Not a sponsor. Never a sponsor. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's a way to start <laughs> So look, my, I mean, my check-in is that I was on vacation last week. So yeah, I
1: mean, well, look, we're on my wife's uh, policy. Okay. They have no choice. That's the employer-based model. It's decent insurance until they decide for no reason. Right. After 13 years, no Dexalent for you. It's not
2: like a black market Dexalent need. Like, it's not like the Sudafeds of the, you know, where people are making meth in the basement right. with Dexalent. Can, they... can we
0: just talk about that for one second? Yeah. How annoying is it? How annoying is it? <laughs> when you need when you need Sudafed and you have to wait for them to unlock the pharmacy cabinet. It gives me such Why rage. Why are they doing that
1: now? Like, are people like stealing Sudafed? Because They're
2: cooking meth with oh, oh, it. They're cooking meth. did you watch meth? Breaking Bad? For no, God's sake. No, no, no. I'm not a Breaking Bad person. You're not a Heisenberg? Hmm. Well, let me
0: tell you, it's some like dark certainty principle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some dark shit that they do with the Sudafed. Yeah. But,
1: uh, you know. Okay. All right. So thank you for allowing me to rant a little bit rant about away. this. This ridiculousness going on in my life. No. No. It just <laughs> felt good to rant, though. I still have to come home and realize that I'm going to be paying 300 bucks a month That's out of pocket. That's crazy. Which means like, you know, no, no, no toilet paper. Well, there's none anyway you're in gonna Philadelphia. Have to,
0: you're going to have to cancel Hulu, aren't you? Yeah.
1: No more oh, Hulu. That's always for me. No. my answer.
0: Every time some caught like gas is $18 a gallon, oh, I'm going to fucking
2: have to cancel Hulu. Or go I, back to the the one with commercials. No, I refuse. No, I don't No, not it's Spotify
1: non premium for me. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have every streaming service that has ever even thought about existing. shutter. <laughs> <Me too.
1: laughs> No, well, except that I'm, one. Never right. heard
2: that.
1: Your curiosity stream. Oh, no. right. there are so many. You're just
2: coming up. You're just being silly. Those, those aren't real. <laughs> those
0: are real. Listen, we, as it is, it's all I can do to get through the day after I finished Bridgerton season two last night, and there was no sex in it.
1: Bridgerton? Yes. Is that a show?
0: <gasps> oh, Matthew, Matthew, gosh. gosh. Wait, have you met me? All right. Quick story. Bridgerton came came around in like March of 2020 on Netflix, and it's basically like Fifty Shades of Jane Austen. Oh. Yes. Okay? And it was great. Is Never- Winona
1: Ryder in it? No. Oh, because then it's, I would watch it.
0: It's all new people that no one's ever heard of, <laughs> She's and it Mount was great.
1: Rushmore for me, Oh, Winona Ryder. Ru- we
0: just talked about, we want to go to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, it's time to, to start our show today, shall we?
1: Oh, right. We have a show. We have oh. a show. Yeah. I'm just so caught up in like my nostalgia BFFs right now. I know.
2: Now. It's so we're, fun. So, we're so fine. Just we for the notice, any, if,
1: if anyone is chiming in for the first time and mm-hmm. don't I'm, know- we're all graduates of Tottenville High School Woo-hoo. in the late 80s, early 90s.
0: Yep, and we went to band camp together and the mm-hmm. whole thing.
1: All right, so what are we talking about today? Let's okay. kick off the show. Yes. So, After like 20 minutes of banter. Yeah.
0: So for our first segment, I would like to just bring in some potential fuckery Texas style. Now, mm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna preface this. I'm not a big prefacer, but I'm prefacing this. I don't know if this is real fuckery or just... Falsely alleged fuckery. Mm. So because the the facts are not all out like there yet. Shiny
1: object fuckery. Yes.
0: Yeah, so so <laughs> listen to this because it this is
1: COVID measures gone wildly political. Wait, before you mm. start, I missed the days when all we talked about was Florida. I know, I know. <laughs> it was so easy with Florida. Yeah,
0: I don't have any Florida today, but I have Texas. All
1: right, go for it. Right. Okay,
0: so here's what's good. So in Texas, mm-hmm. we have this judge, and her name is Lita Hidalgo, and you may remember her name because she was elected in. Was she
1: on Bridgerton? She was
0: not on Bridgerton. <laughs> she definitely is not. She's Brid- in season three. she, okay. she probably will be, um, because she may be out of a job. So <laughs> she she is a judge, but. Because it's Texas, I know you're thinking, judge, black robe courtroom trials, right? That's not- her jo- wig. That's completely not her job at all. Her job is not to be a judge. Her jo- her job is to be like the county executive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sort of like the mayor of a county. And it's okay. a big county. It's Harris County, which is where Houston is. It's actually the third most populated county in the whole country. Oh, wow. So this is like a big deal. And she was elected, I think when she was 29. So it's just a impressive. huge deal. Yeah. yeah. She's a Democrat. Um, elected in Texas in this big huge county. Mm-hmm. And um, and she was immediately kind of like a rising star in the Democratic Party. Um, she did a lot to rally voters and she got the county budget increased by millions of dollars to help uh, voter turnout efforts. And she generally is kind of like a darling of the Democratic yeah, Party. It sounds all good so far. Where's the fucker? It is. So, so
1: here's what's going uh, on. Just you wait. Just, just <laughs> you <laughs>
0: wait. <Okay>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that from Bridgerton too?
0: God, I'm Matt. Bridg- Hamilton. That's Hamilton. Okay. I know. I'm kidding.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. So anyway,
0: so this, this judge got uh, the county into a, an $11 million contract with this consulting company and the company, their job was supposed to be to combat uh, vaccine hesitancy. Okay. 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 And it was they weren't an injection company. They weren't doing the vaccines, but it was like a, you know, they they were supposed like to a do public service like campaign. a public service campaign, that kind of stuff. And 11, eleven million dollars to do yes. that. Now oh. don't ask me exactly what they were supposed to do because okay. I don't actually know. But here's what I do know. It was extremely They're controversial. They're
1: not
2: gonna get their shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bring
1: it all together. Oh, that's
0: very good. Yes. I'll
1: see myself out yeah. now.
0: They're young scrappy. Yeah. It was extremely controversial because the company that got this $11 million Mm -hmm. contract. First of all, it was one lady. It was- (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) Was her name Karen?
0: No, but she was a Hillary Clinton staffer for Mm -hmm. the 2016 election. So she was like a political operative and she had this little consulting company and she got this huge contract. And the rumor was that she got it before they actually put the the request for proposals out to like other companies. So they didn't follow the rules. Now, I'm not, I don't know that that's actually true. That's the allegation that they didn't really go about it the Half right way. Fast
1: internet research. Right.
0: Exactly. Well, no, I don't know yet. It has, It's not public yet. no internet no. research. No. So Assless. anyway, here's... <laughs> and we're not even talking about chaps. Right? <laughs> so here's the bottom line. So th- this was controversial for a while. Judge Hidalgo said, no, we didn't do anything wrong. Um, her Republican opponents in that county said, oh, you did everything wrong.
1: They're leaping on this but, one, aren't they?
0: P.S. though... Her top three staffers, chief of staff and two other people, got indicted yesterday.
1: Oh.
0: Right? Federally indicted, like for crimes, like could go to jail over giving this contract to the lady with oh the consulting company.
1: Now, look, What's it called when you're supposed to like vet three companies first? Is that what the procedure yeah, was? Yeah, you're
0: supposed to like send like out- Like bid out for it? Yeah, you got to get bids and and there's tons of rules, and especially for that level of money. Yeah, I that mean,
1: sounds like a You huge can't just like
0: chip. decide like, hey, why don't you do that? Now- I don't know if that's really what happened, but the allegation is that is exactly what happened. And that's what they're being charged
1: with. So was anyone made aware of COVID vaccines because of this or nothing ever happened with the campaign?
0: (laughs) No, it it actually never really happened because the company that had the contract only had it for a couple of months. This woman? And the judge, lady (laughs) in the basement, (laughs) the judge canceled the contract because according to her, it became, quote, too political. So before anything happened, they just were like, never mind with that lady and the $11 million. So oh. like, now I'm picturing the lady being like, oh, shit. Like, I just <laughs> I just got new computers and I got some new outfits and like one of those fancy credit cards. As and this Tesla
1: like, model, Elora.
0: Yeah. She has a printer. Right. She definitely has a printer that works, not like me. <laughs> and um and yeah, like so that just, you know, took the wind out of her sails. But um, but yeah.
1: all this to the detriment of the entire community who would have benefited from a public health campaign on vaccinations.
0: I mean, assuming that that's what, what would have actually happened right. from a right. health campaign. So it's just interesting. And the reason why I felt that this story was interesting, although I don't know if this really is an example of major government corruption, or if this is more an example of government doing good things and then political rivals trying to make it sound like corruption. I don't know which is the answer at this mm-hmm. point, but what I will say is it didn't even occur to me that there are companies out there making $11 million for the the goal of reducing vaccine hesitancy. Right. Like we're doing that. Nobody's paying us $11 million.
1: We need to hire somebody. Yeah.
0: But I wonder- We need a Hidalgo.
2: We need to judge Hidalgo. I
0: mean, maybe yeah. we do. I don't know. But <laughs> he, the thing that I find interesting, though, is that Covid has created so much difficulty for so many people, mm-hmm. but it's also created major business opportunities sure. for people that are sort of ready to deliver necessary services mm-hmm. in the face of some kind of, you know, major emergency. Yeah. So I don't know. I, th- that's my capitalism lesson for today. You know, we've seen businesses change from making, you know, men's shirts to face masks, and and we've seen kind of creative right. thinking from businesses. And um, I, I don't know. It's interesting to me how much money there is to be made. So much so that maybe there's even, you know, fraud going on or who I mean, who knows? Sure. But it's just I don't know. I, f- I find all of these kind of stories very interesting about the business response to COVID. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking of masks, that's a great way to segue oh. into our second segment. I hate the second segment. Masks oh. are making a comeback. Matt,
0: I Thank hate you, it. Thank you, BB-8. Don't call it a comeback. Oh. Is it like the 69 comeback special? Oh, God. Or is that 68? 69. Philadelphia
1: reinstates <laughs> indoor mask mandate. Thank you. What's the name of the city? The City of Brotherly Love? Brotherly yes. Love. Yes. City of Brotherly Masks.
0: Oh, mm. I was in Philly just yesterday, though. Not a single person was wearing a
1: mask. Well, fair enough. But, um, <laughs> you got to get Stallone back. He'll make everyone wear a mask.
0: Yes, they should put the, the mask on the, the on Rocky the statue. statue. <gasps> That's a good idea. I know. I, don't, I mean, you know, I have to say, as much as I'm somebody that I don't mind wearing a mask at all, I'm mm-hmm. I'm always happy to wear a mask and to be as safe as possible. But when I see the recommendations changing, it makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, I feel like, please. We're just going can we backwards again. I mm-hmm. don't want to. I know. Also, I have to. So, you know, I played an orchestra and I, I have a special flute mask that we wear and it is. Gigantic, it's like a giant duck bill, and the flute sticks in the side. That's hysterical. No, it's ridiculous. But here's the thing, right? But because, as you know, I had elbow surgery, it's very difficult <laughs> for me to pick my elbow up and shove the flute into the mask. So I'm like having all of these different issues all happen at the same time. Oh. And they're like, why you can't wear the mask? Because what you can't breathe? And I'm like, no, I totally can breathe. I can't stick the flute in it because of my bad elbow. <laughs>
2: Aging
1: is, uh, yeah, is a, a privilege. A flute
2: sticker. You Ow. need like a sticker. You need an assistant to I stick do. it. I need an
1: assistant. Did you see that Ted Cruz ripped Mr. T a new one on Twitter? Going back to the mask conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. T got his revenge. It was great. Everything backfires on Ted Cruz. Oh, God. But Mr. <laughs> he T- should
0: stop trying. He honestly <clears throat> should stop trying. But an,
1: Mr. T... We love Mr. T. Of Come course. on. This I the love man. Mr. T. You know, Rocky Three for the I pity, win. I, pity Obviously. The fool. I I pity the fool. Clover <laughs> Lang. Let's do it. I love Clover Lang. But, <laughs> I, think
2: so, I, love it. <laughs> I hated him. I mean, like. He's so evil. It, with, with, if he's not in it, Mickey lives forever. Yeah. The end.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's true. But he, he did a great tweet, like, you know, we're really excited that we're at a great place, thanks for getting vaccinated, I'm still going to wear my mask, because I want to help protect people, and Ted Cruz does his stupid Ted Cruz bullshit. And then, of course, the whole internet piles on Ted Cruz for oh this my stuff. God. No one fucks with Mr. T. No.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't follow Mr. T on Twitter. Oh, I don't he's know. awesome. I, I'm it. very I no selective idea.
1: in who I follow oh. in the celebrity world, but he is fantastic. He would wow. have
0: been on my, my pick either. for a and good And Mark tweeter. Hamill. Mark Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill Mr. Yes, C. I follow him. Yeah. yeah. But Mr. T, huh? It's fantastic. I know, I didn't know. Who knew? Who, I don't even think I know what his actual name is.
1: And not Scott Bayo.
0: Mr. No, not definitely not Scott Bayo. <laughs> oh, or, or
1: Ted Nugent. <laughs> no, I do.
0: Poor Chachi. Oh, my oh, God, did I Jody no him. longer loves Chachi. No, I loved him so much. Me
2: too. Oh, my God, was he dreaming? My
0: two, my, my two childhood crushes were Chachi and freaking John Travolta, and I'm just S.O.L. <laughs> on both of them.
1: Yeah. Oh, Which oh. is
0: why I need fucking Bridgerton, is what you I'm saying.
1: Recompense.
0: Yes. Oh. I mean, God, they took Tom Cruise from us. Ugh. <laughs> like, right?
1: So, do we have any sense of that this is the start of a new domino effect with Philly reinstating indoor mask mandates?
0: I mean, we've been at this for over two years now, right? And I really wish that that the municipalities would say ahead of time, we're making our recommendations based on the following numbers and levels and statistics. Mm-hmm. Because if they said, listen, we think it's dangerous enough to need to wear masks. When the, uh, you know, the infection rate is X percent per 100,000 people or w- whatever metric they want to use. If they just set it and then you could like sort of check it every day. Just, right. Sort of like if it goes below 70 degrees, you need a jacket. Right. If they're like, if the numbers goes to this level, you need a mask. Then it wouldn't feel so arbitrary. Right. You know, because I'm sure someone is using data to make well, like these the air index,
1: right? The air the index, the heat index, like, mm-hmm. you oh, know, air, sunscreen. Yes, yes,
0: yes. yes. Yeah. Like when it gets to a certain level, this is what you need to do. I sure. wish they would do that. Because then it wouldn't feel like it's political, or right. There'd be th- science
2: behind it. There would right,
0: and yeah. it would be and wait, it would what, be predictable. Science.
1: What was that? Word? Science. Science. It, <laughs> it would also be
0: like, but I like you know. This is this is my own neuroses, mm-hmm. but like I would like to see it's coming. So like just like with the weather, it's not like it's June and then all of a sudden it's twenty degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes gradually to when you need a right. coat, right? So if I could follow, like, okay, the numbers—they—they they seem to be getting bad, but not bad enough for masks. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, now it's bad enough to need masks. It would—it would seem, I don't know, more palatable to me, um, and I think people would complain less if—if if it just became something that we know is around right. and we're watching it. But when they do this, and they're just like, okay, today we think you should wear masks again, mm-hmm. but there's like no reasoning. I mean, there is reasoning, but they don't share it. Right? You does know, does
1: the day of the week end in why? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. It's, it's like that. It's like, don't eat oysters in months that have ours, but we're not going to tell you why. Right. No. We,
1: we have to take a quick break. Do we have to? It's been 23 minutes of chatting without interruption. Is it brought um. to
0: us by Dexalent?
1: <laughs> it has been a Dexalent first half of the show. Dexalent, yeah. All right. We will be right back. Dexalent, not a sponsor. <laughs> All right, we're back, and I want to ask you, Stephanie Elora, do you know what my favorite five syllables are? Hmm. I'm -hmm. afraid. Respiratory backwash, (laughs) which is our third segment.
2: What a segue. What the hell is this about? Someone tell me. Oh, it sounds phlegmy. So, I mean, here's the thing. I saw this article um,
0: talking about sort of, they're calling it the hidden, the invisible COVID mitigation measure. That was the title of the article. (laughs)
2: And it was like was it eleven million dollars, lady in the basement, to come <laughs> up with that? <laughs> they had, been, and, and it was basically
0: like, "Hey guys, wouldn't it be great if rooms we were in were ventilated?" Like everybody, all of a sudden, was like, "You know what? We should check to see if things like office buildings and schoolhouses actually have some air circulation." Yeah. And I'm like, you think right or or we're just going to keep on living with like, you know, little Billy gets a stomach virus and the whole fucking class gets it every single time. Mm -hmm. Like that is definitely why, because there's no ventilation in school. And, um, And somebody coined this term respiratory backwash. Which is the idea that you're, when you're in an enclosed space with bad ventilation, you're inhaling whatever someone else has just exhaled. Which, mm. by the way, is not what backwash means. But no, right. But, backwash
1: is its own disgusting definition.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess you could be breathing in your own exhale there, and that would sort of be
1: respiratory. Well, that's like the whole secondhand smoke metaphor too.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And and they so saying, this is
1: secondhand COVID.
0: Gross. Just <laughs> gross. It's yeah. The answer you're welcome, is, listeners. The answer is just stay outside right? Just stay outside because it, do, it seems to not be transmitted outside. Although I just walked here to the studio mm-hmm. on the streets of lower Manhattan, and I still cannot believe how many people are wearing masks outdoors in Manhattan. That is so interesting to me.
1: Well, I think it speaks to the culture of the city.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't see that anywhere else. I haven't seen people wearing masks outdoors anywhere except Manhattan. But I
2: just walked with you and I don't recall seeing anybody with a mask. Next time I want Did you two, just not notice? I guess not. A lot Ma- of people me, had masks me a, on. Give me like a little nudgy so I could so I could see. Give me like that one, that Unless one. Unless it's like the people who are wearing it in the car and they forget that they're wearing it or they're wearing it because they're- I, I wonder. I mean,
0: sometimes I think it's just like easier to just not keep taking it off mm-hmm. and on, you know, and I'm not being critical of it. It just is interesting. To, I always notice it yeah. when I come here that I see a lot of people outdoors now wearing masks. Be- Pay more attention, pay, Stephanie. Why oh, yeah. don't you pay some attention? All right, <laughs> come on, God. Um so My daughter pays attention. Your daughter pays attention. So, but what's happening? And I think that this is actually really great. Is that schools, in particular, are putting money into air filtration systems? They're really paying attention to what is the ventilation in the schools. This should have been done forever ago. Right. Like I don't want my kids going to school in a public school building where the, the building has like terrible ventilation. Right. And I feel like I'm a little bothered that we've never really paid attention to this before it required well, like, a pandemic. I,
1: mean, I think to their credit, the, in the New York City school system did a comprehensive audit when schools were fully closed and it was full remote on what we do with 150 year old schools mm-hmm. that were not even built with air conditioning involved. Right. How does air circulate and flow? And I'm making this up in my head because I think it's truth or truthiness <laughs> is they learned a lot from the airlines who sure. completely perfected right circulation with minimal backwash of, <laughs> of covidness right. in the cabin can
0: i just can i just bring you guys back to um to the like early and mid 80s when we were in elementary schools and tell me if if this memory if this triggers anything for you do you remember sitting in a classroom mm-hmm. when it was in June, it was 90 degrees outside. It was probably 700 degrees in the classroom. There's no fans. There's no air conditioning. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no air mercy. circulation. And the, there's no mercy. <laughs> and it was like the teacher would go with that giant rod. <laughs> with the <laughs> and hook? Open with the hook and
2: open the, the windows. Know, like the
1: the, the nine-foot wood stick. <laughs> yes. That opened but they the would windows. open it
2: only from the top. Yes. <laughs> Why did they do that? Well, that and was- it had grates on it anyway. So no one's climbing out. But I think, because I know, I know why, because if, how are you jam, if it's nine feet long, right, you can't exactly open it from the bottom. Oh no, why would you need the hook? No, why it's, because, it's hood?
1: because heat rises.
2: Yes, that's what the teacher said.
0: But here's the thing, right? I mean, the first of all, there's no way that that are
1: Thermodynamics, something right. like thermo, thermo something.
0: I remember it being that, that it was like only at the moment that it was so hot that everyone was ready to pass out, that the teacher finally got that pole and oh stuck God. it in the little thing all the way at the top. And like inched down that ridiculous window <laughs> yeah. like like two inches, right? And somehow we were supposed to feel cool by this. Right. Also, and I I understand like it's a safety thing, but also if you're a teacher in an elementary school classroom, I would like to think that you're at least paying attention that none of the kids jump out the window. Right, <laughs> Like, I would like to know that
1: you Maybe have that Because you know, those windows were like 20 feet tall, too. Oh, the windows totally. were like 20
0: feet tall and like required probably superhuman strength because yes. I remember always like the teacher couldn't open yeah. it. Yeah. And there would, there would be like four windows in the classroom but only one of them even was
2: openable. <laughs> right.
1: right. School recollection in the eighties in New York City. You remember the thing, thing that in the that, middle?
2: that would like uh, that was uh, attached to the wall where the where, where, the, where, the where the pole, pole lived. Live. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my question, right?
1: The pole hook.
0: This is a very specific, like New York City totally. public school memory. Is, is it universal in all public schools, or was that like purely a New York City contract thing? Like they got the puke green color for the walls. They got the pole hook mm-hmm. that that was made for someone twelve feet tall. <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> the wood doors with the years and years of like laminate was running yeah, off it. Like,
0: totally. Oh my gosh! Like, who even made that? I've never seen that anywhere again. But if yeah. you think about the the level of air circulation, like it's nothing. That is, it's Wait. none.
1: And yet mm-hmm. we survived.
2: We did. We sur- yeah, we sure
0: did. To be fair, there was no global pandemic going on. That is that's true. Not- yeah. <laughs> no, there was only
1: global thermonuclear war going on.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, and, and listen- War
1: games was history and truth.
0: I learned how to code in basic like a beast because they told us the <laughs> Russians were going to get us. you just get a get
1: Commodore 64 radio <gasps> check handy on me? Yeah, let me tell wow. you. They
0: told us full on. We had to learn computer programming because otherwise the Russians were going to beat us. Mm. I hated it, but I had to do it. And to this day, line 10- Input a dollar sign. Wow. No, it's, it's, to
1: it. it's REM 10, go to 20, go, 20, go run, and run. All right. I want to, I want to close out with, uh, with a special shout out to a group called Academy Health. They are a. You just
0: bring the... that on me. No. <laughs> okay.
1: they're, they're of, no, I went to this event. Oh, oh This is my long COVID story. Oh, long COVID. Not my long COVID, a long COVID story. Oh, okay. Academy Health mm-hmm. is a membership based think tank of researchers. And policymakers from the Beltway and all around the all around the country, um, just Google Academy Health, not a sponsor, but like um, they invited me to speak. Okay. At their annual meeting called Data Palooza, mm. and it's a wonky inside baseball kind of thing where, like, not really for like consumers or people, but I moderated the panel. <laughs> not really for people. Yeah. <laughs> for weirdos like me and, and my ilk.
0: speaker. It's not for people.
1: <laughs> it's for like weird, weirdo nerds like yeah. me in this, in this policy wonk space. But we did a wonderful panel session on where is the data around long COVID, mm-hmm. which is real. It's a moving target. You never know when it's going to show up. Where are the cohort groups? What mm-hmm. communities are forming around this? And how can we use science and computers and big data? To build models on these late effects, how do we sustain late effects, how do we create what they call Mm corollaries, which are like, you know, permutations and comparative words with syllables on them (laughs) to help people get care. But the most important part, and we can bring this up at any other show, the largest burden of care to people with long COVID is literacy in primary care. How do you get hmm. regular GPs to identify your symptom as a potential long COVID symptom, symptom sure. and not just like a fever or an eyesore or a stomach issue? Mm-hmm. Fascinating to be there to hear this, but just for the listeners and for you guys to know, they're working on this. Mm-hmm. This is really actively happening in data science, in policy, in DC. And at big groups like Microsoft and mm-hmm. 3M, the tape company, wow. they have data in this space. Well,
0: and that you know, I feel like that's a really important point because when you think about medicine and pharmaceuticals and medical research and doctors, sometimes it can be really like overwhelming and confusing how all the pieces fit together. But to think like, okay, so there's this company and they they, you know, they're in they're in the in the data business. Mm-hmm. And what it's gonna mean for you as a consumer is that it, you know, you'll go to your primary care doctor for something, and when, when the right measures are in place, your primary care doctor will notice that your headache and your sore throat or whatever it is you have may be long COVID right. instead of something else. Then you'll see the effects of those kind of things mm-hmm. in action, and it'll have really meaningful results for
1: individuals. Right, because this changes what health history is. You may not even know that this is long COVID, but the doctor would need to basically in triage and screening ask when did you have COVID if you did right right so this this has to be put into active practice in every primary care yeah sure as a as an intake question and I, right. and I
0: think as a patient um, making sure that your medical providers have the right information to to be able to recognize symptoms is probably mm-hmm. the most important thing in the world right right the fact that my child's doctors didn't notice his symptoms as being indicative of a larger pervasive disease mm-hmm. until years after he had it. Is was a big deal for our family. Had, sure. had they just known we would have been on the right medication, on the right path years earlier than right. we were, but it was an unusual illness. So th- they, they just weren't registering the symptoms. And I think I'm sure the same thing is happening with COVID and with other things as well. So- um, yeah, kudos right, to Academy Healthcare. The burden of healthcare.
1: literacy in primary care is something that's brought up on nearly every show of our other series, which mm-hmm. listeners can subscribe to, Google, <laughs> Is It Serious, the latest <laughs> new show on the Offscript Health Podcast Network featuring Jean-Luc Neptune, Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune, Dr. Mark Lewis, two MD, PhD, MBAs, each with their own freaking fact stories, wow. dissecting and pulling back the curtain on basically... Dr. Fuckery mm-hmm. in healthcare. And it's such well, a fun show. I it, just
0: listened to a great episode the other day about whether it's possible to be fat and healthy. And, um, and I'm going to th- say
2: yes.
1: Yeah, well, they, they said <laughs> Speaking yes as from well. existence. They, <laughs> said, they said yes also.
0: Um, but yeah, great show. Everyone should listen to that as well.
1: Yeah. So oh, with that. I'm going to listen on my ride home. The one show we do recommend everyone listen to, and it's not a show for doctors. It's a really fun show. So here's two doctors, two practicing doctors that are making fun of pharma ads on TV. But we can make fun of pharma ads like, with, the, with the wheat fields and the old people and the porch and all these things like that. But to hear doctors rip them apart, there's nothing quite like hearing that. Like, th- they made fun of one particular ad, which is like there's two bathtubs up on a hill and people are bathing in the bathtubs up on a hill. And it's for, like, eyelash medication. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, Madison Avenue? Anyway, is it's it serious? double bath. Is right. it serious? It's a great show. And Vaxon, Out of Patience, the entire litany of catalog of awesome shows right here on Offscript Health. Any final thoughts? I need to go get a new show to binge. <laughs> that- Bridgerton
2: County? That's more satisfying
1: for Allura. I need
0: something that's more satisfying than Bridgerton. So. Okay.
1: okay. All right, we will <laughs> The search for Beyond Bridgerton.
0: Beyond... <laughs> <laughs> I will not be here next week because I will be exploring our nature's majestic beauty in what I said, our nature, our nation's majestic beauty at the Grand Canyon. I will report in in two weeks, having shared my Red Rock stories and Jeep tours. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> Godspeed. All right, Stephanie, I guess I'm seeing you next week. Oh, I don't know, but I will I would love to be here. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Let me know. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into another fun and exciting episode of Vaxon. Backs on, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. That's
2: all for now. If you like Backs On, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855 AUDIO 66, and we might just use it in a future show. Vaxxon is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers.
0: Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our
2: senior producer is Brianna Seely. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Allura Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seely. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at
0: offscript.com.